Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Scott Radley is with us, host of the Scott Radley Show, and of course, sports columnist for your Hamilton Spectator. You can read him there. Uh, your thoughts on the game last night? Very exciting. I'm very excited for the team. I'm very excited for all their fans. And, and you know, I was talking to Rick Zamperin just before I came in here, and we were chatting. To me, this reminds me of the 92-93 era of the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, yeah, everybody was behind the team, and it was neat and whatever, but as soon as they made that championship, run they made fans for life and i really think that's what the raptors are doing now well i mean the blue jays made fans for life uh sort of and, and i think you're right i mean certainly anytime the blue jays are any good all those fans come out of hibernation that were that had their first real taste of yeah. what that was all about they may not be diehards during the bleak years but that passion for baseball is still there and that's what i think you're going to see i don't think that you're necessarily going to see this kind of thing. In fact, I would guarantee you, you're not going to see this kind of thing all the time. No, it's there. It's there. It's there run. Of bas- but you're creating a love of basketball or an appreciation of basketball. So when they are a good team, those people will jump on board. And, and uh, that's the best you can hope for ever, I think, in any sport. Now. There's so many options. That's what you're hoping to do. Well, you know, we're having the debate, and I've been having this with Ted Michaels, about whether now the Raptors are Canada's team because they're, current, you know, they're, they're being embraced from east to west. There's, there's viewing parties east to west. You know, they're opening cinemas and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and again, I guess to further drive the point home, I'm not aware of any other Canadian team that's in the playoffs right now. Am I missing something here, Scott? So, you know, why would they not be Canada's team? I mean, you and I are older. Uh, You know, we were involved in basketball, I'm sure. Uh, You were, uh, you know, as a kid and playing high school and and so on and so forth. So how how can it not be? It, it, It seems to be Canada's team everywhere but one place. And that's Vancouver. I thought you were going to uh, say Hamilton. No, well, no, no, look, look, to be fair, we talked about this yesterday or the day before. Hamilton took a pass on doing their own Jurassic They Park still have off. time. Well, they are doing something now. So Sunday night and Wednesday night at First Ontario Centre, you can go and watch the game there now. And on Wednesday, my understanding is the local team, the Hamilton Honey Badgers, play. And the tickets are free if you want to go and stick around after to watch the Raptors on the screen. So Great idea. But, but here's the thing. Uh, I'm hoping that we're not late to the party on this one because you saw the pictures from around the country yesterday. Mm-hmm. Huge crowds. And as I said, Vancouver seems to be the only place that's sort of sour. And it's not about the Raptors. It's about the NBA in general. Because remember, they had the Grizzlies sure. that took up and left yeah. after a while. And there seems to be some residual angst towards the league right. out there. But anyway, no, it's a, uh, it is certainly doing very much like what you saw with the Blue Jays, you're right. And, and a much more recent example, and we've talked about this, was the Olympics with Sidney Crosby. Yep. Um, when people were all gathered and all doing the same thing at the same time. Scott, th- this, is a, this is one of the things that not everybody is a sports fan. I, I get that. I understand that. I'm not suggesting that everybody has to be a sports fan. But sports is unique in one particular way, and that is Tell me the other thing in the last 50 years of Canada's history that has had the ability to do what it's doing right now, and that is have everybody doing the same thing at the same time, yeah. cheering for the same thing. The only example that I can think of, and you may want to add something else if you can think of one, was the Quebec referendum, the last Quebec referendum. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. But, yeah. but even in that case, we weren't all cheering for the same thing. 
We yeah. were divided. We were looking at the same thing, but we were divided on what we wanted to happen. Yeah. Sports is the only thing I can think of yeah. where everybody is on board, doing the same thing, feeling the same way, having a real national community sense and so yeah and if it's not not a diehard fan it's great for that if it's not that then it's something tragic it's 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 you know something catastrophic that's happened that brings us all together but certainly the opposite of what you're talking about what i also find fascinating in situations like this uh same when i remember working in calgary during the winter olympics and 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 watching how u.s television viewed uh, Calgary and, and Canada and you know I remember David Letterman doing top 10 lists on Calgary and that sort of thing sending his mother up that's right that's right I forgot about that yeah. and it, and the same thing happened with the Jays and, and such uh, what are your thoughts on how on how the NBA views Canada and 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 being the, this being the first finals outside their country uh, it's funny twi- well I'll get to that part in a second but Twitter did a thing where they gathered with their crazy algorithms that scare us about what they can know about all that's going on, but and studied tweets based on the NBA Finals and found that there were only two states, Nevada and California, that were cheering for Golden State to win this thing. The rest of the United States were all favoring the Raptors in this series. Everyone's sick to death of Golden State, I guess. And so you have this situation. In fact, the commissioner and the coach of the Raptors were both asked about this at their press conferences the other day. Um, so you have this beginning, this nugget of something where you can build on it, where people want Toronto to be good. Yeah, they want to people around. And the that, team. and that is just because Golden State's wanted so many times. Is that yeah. it? it's just time for somebody new? Yeah. yeah, and 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 they're a super team. And I mean, who ever cheers for Goliath when there's a David? Nobody ever does. You always cheer yeah. for the underdog. And so everybody, the, the 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 foundation is there that people want Toronto to be good as a team and as everything else. And look, the, the, the images that they are seeing on their TVs and in their newspapers and online and everything else of these masses of fans and the, the stories that they're hearing with the deafening noise in the arena and all this kind of stuff, it's, it's doing nothing but enhancing and, and more than anything. And this, this to me, is, is the biggest thing of them all. All that stuff is great. When the Raptors beat Milwaukee last round and everybody or all the people down there, thousands and thousands of people poured into the streets and Toronto police said there was not one single arrest. Yeah. That there are people in American cities that are like, wait a sec, what when we win a championship, that is a guarantee that thirty people are gonna die in a riot. Yeah. That not even a single arrest. Well, perhaps it, perhaps it's because we don't start shooting people just because they're jumping jumping on the roof of a car. But well, anyway, I digress. No, but it, yeah. It, yeah, I know it, what you're saying. it's yeah. a remarkable yeah. thing that yeah. is being portrayed. And it's not just Toronto. I mean, Toronto's the center, but I think many Americans are seeing this as Canada. Yeah. And it's a great thing. I mean, we can. Well, nice. I noticed that even when they were interviewing the players the other night, and, yeah. and, and, and they were saying, what's it like to feel like you've got a whole country behind you? And they're, they're just blown away by it all. I, uh, one of the players, and I can't remember who it was, um, I heard a clip the other day when they were driving into the arena. They drove by somehow the line of people waiting to get into Jurassic Park, and they were commenting that it's just it's it's mind blowing. It, like it, it just is absolutely unlike anything you see elsewhere. You do see. I mean, last year in the state was it last year? The year before in the Stanley Cup Finals when Nashville was in, uh, they had yeah a couple of years ago they had 
huge crowds outside and Nashville is set up where their arena is right in the downtown with all the country bars and everything. So yeah. it's perfectly uh-huh. set up for a party. Mm-hmm. And they had big crowds out front. There was no question about that. But there was, let's say there were 30,000 people downtown. All right, well, there's at least three, four, five times that outside and parties all across Canada, plus the people inside. I mean, it, it yeah, is a... Yeah. It is something that is getting a lot of traction right now. Is sure. there anything negative coming out of this from Canada? Is there any, you know, oh, it is a pretty divisive time in American politics. Uh, let's see. What can we find to be negative as he wrings his fingers and strokes the cat on his lap? <laughs> All right, uh, then. Never mind. No, if it's I, taken I, that I, long to think about it, clearly nothing. No, I, I don't think. I don't. At this point, I mean, I... Well, like you said, it seems that people have embraced the team, even like all across the NBA, fans all across the NBA. There's there's people from the United States that are cheering for Canada's team. Sure they are. And and it's, it's nearly universal. That makes it easy. If you're a likable team, that is not loaded with superstars. I mean, the Raptors have one superstar player. Uh, Golden State has five, uh, maybe six. Um, you have one, you're, you're a team. They are, they are the actual definition of a team that not many people know a lot about the players, and yet they are playing in a way that is likable. And if you're likable, and if you're not arrogant, save for Drake, and if you are not you know, doing nice. a lot of stuff that's going to drive people nuts, well, oh, somebody made the comment yesterday when they were showing out in Jurassic Park. They were holding up those giant Drake heads. Someone yeah. said, "Could they like don't make his head any bigger?" That's, I mean, that's it's already eight feet. Anyway, um, uh, Scott Radley, everybody, the president of the Drake Fan Club, Canadian <laughs> division, of course. We, we prefer to spell it D R E C K, the Drake Fan Club. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so what we saw <laughs> last night, can they repeat that? Uh, is, uh, is Golden State just going to uh, load up and then boom? Because like, as you said, there, there's depth to that team. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, what, what do you think we're going to see next game? Uh, you and I, when we talked about this before the series, uh, one of the things we said, one of the things I said, one of the things you said, I don't know who said it, but we said... The Raptors, of course, I mean, they've gotten this far. They're a very good team. They have a chance, but they're going to have to play nearly perfect because Golden State is that good. And they, they played an exceptional game yesterday. The Raptors did. Their defense was great. Um, they were hitting shots. That one behind his head running backwards half skyhook, Alec Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, that he banked in off the glass by Siakam. Um, you know, when you're making shots like that, or the one from the corner right at the buzzer, the shot clock buzzer that Van Vliet hit that rolled around the rim about four times and then went in. Yes. Yeah, when you're yeah, making yeah. shots yeah, like that. that's pretty exciting, and the crowd just goes nuts. Well, it's <laughs> exciting, and it's also saying, you know what, things are going your yeah, way. You're yeah, getting the balance right now. Yeah. So they can do that again. I mean, I, I am convinced the Raptors can play like that again. Here's the flip side, though. Watching Golden State yesterday, I don't know if anyone else had the same sense of this. The way they came out, the way they looked very casual, I got the complete sense that Golden State completely underestimated Toronto. Yeah. That they were completely overconfident. Yeah. Probably overrested, too. Well, they were rusty for sure, but they overrested, yeah. Yeah. They didn't look like they were thinking they had a chance to lose, they didn't look like they were hustling after balls. They looked like a team that showed up and said, we're Golden State. We're going to win no matter what. So, game two, to me, way more even than game one. Game two is going to tell the tale, in my mind, of the series. Because I fully expect that Golden State has had a wake-up call now. 
and is going to say, all right, we have to at least be Golden State to do this. If Toronto can win in Game 2, if Toronto can do this again, which would then suggest that this was not I mean, Toronto was very good, but this was also well. What do you think there? You know, being at their best. You're watching this more than I am. Is it? Is it Toronto had a really good day? Is it uh, Golden State, like you said, a little back on the heels, a little overconfident? Um, who had the good day? Who had the bad day? Well, no, t- Toronto was excellent, and Golden State yeah. really looked disinterested. Yeah. And so, I fully expect Golden State is going to come out flying next game because now they yeah. realize they have to play. And if they come back and they blow out the Raptors, you go, okay, well, the Raptors caught them. Yeah. Played a very good game, but caught them flat. But if yeah. Toronto can either win or hang right with them again, then you turn around and you start saying, wait a second, uh, maybe, yeah, Golden State did look disinterested at times, but maybe there's a lot more to it than just that. I think Game 2 is going to tell so much about yeah. this series, about who the real two teams really are. Uh, what about playing in the two different barns? Compare the crowds. Compare, compare, compare the home game. Uh, you ever been to Southern California? E- Oakland. I've been to San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. No, pretty, Northern it's California. Pretty, it's a pretty chill area, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, California is pretty chill. Yeah. I, it, they'll 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 make some noise, but it's not going to be like in Toronto. I mean, yeah. it, I, what I heard from someone uh, down there yesterday in the arena was that what you got on your TV doesn't do a good job of reflecting what the noise was like in that place last night. Yeah. And because they have to keep the audit, the, the ambient noise down a bit so you can hear the play by play guys. Absolutely. Squeak, squeak, swish, swish. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but apparently it was from start to finish of the game. It was absolutely deafening. And the players are talking about it. That will not be the case in Golden State. I mean, it'll be great. It'll be exciting. The fans will not be sleeping. But, yeah. I mean, it's, this is... Toronto's in it for the first time. It's yeah. new. It's exciting. Yeah. It's, a, it's a... The whole thing is a giant party right now. Uh, they... Toronto has a huge... Because of this, has a huge home court advantage. They really do. Yeah. Uh, the Drake factor. Obviously, before the game yesterday, uh, NBA said, yeah, love it, love the support, everything, but uh, just just keep off the court. Your thoughts on all of this? Have we made too much out of it? You know, this is, again, people who are probably not, not really huge basketball fans, bandwagon jumpers, picking on something we shouldn't be picking on. Yeah, I, I, well, it's well documented. I'm not a big Drake fan, but I will give him credit for something yesterday. I thought yesterday when he showed up wearing a oh, jersey. Shirt. That was cool. That, tell that story. That's a great story. Well, so Steph Curry, who's the big star for Golden State, he, he, his dad used to play for the Raptors. Yeah. In fact, Steph Curry's first high school game was in Toronto. He went to a small private school in, uh, in Etobicoke and when, he was, when he was a kid in grade 9. And so anyway, to sort of taunt his dad, to troll his dad a bit in the family, Drake showed up wearing his dad's old Raptors jersey, which I thought was very funny. I don't, I don't know where the I don't know if, if that was his idea, good for him. Yeah. If one of his buddies told him to do it, good for them. But that, it was funny. That, I mean, that was that was a good day, and it was you know it's all in good fun. But that was a that was a great troll job. And it's cool when you know. I mean, there you go. Here we are. You know, they've been twenty four years in. They're still trying to sell this team, uh, and here you've got you know stories of second generation, which is hilarious. You know what else though? Partway, I don't know when it happened in the game, um, but they introduced a whole bunch of the former Raptors who were back there in the building: Chris Bosh and Eamon Stoudemire and Tracy McGrady and all these guys. 
And, you know, big celebration because everyone's in a good mood and everyone's happy and all the rest. And as they're going down the line showing all these players, it just, I couldn't help but think he demanded a trade. He demanded a trade. He demanded to get out of here. He insisted on leaving Toronto. Every one of these guys oh, man. bailed on the Raptors. But now that the Raptors are at the top of the hill, yeah. everybody's back. And it's like, oh, no, I loved being in Toronto. I love the Raptors. I wanted to be a Raptor for life. No, you didn't. You insisted. You had your agent demand that they move you. And the Raptors generally, part of the reason this is the first time in 24 years is because all these star players who bailed on the Raptors left the team holding the bag with not very much. How attractive is this team to play for now? You mean for down the road? Like yeah, or, 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 or you know what? That's that, that's even unfair. Up until now, up until this season, if you got if you if you were hired by the Toronto Raptors and you're an NBA player, how do you feel? Uh, not good, probably for a lot of the time. Not 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 in every case. But we've seen enough of these star players, Vince Carter and, as I say, Damon Stoudemire and Chris Bosh and Tracy McGrady and on and on, all asked to leave that you, you, the only conclusion you can draw is the big-name guys don't want to be here. It's not much on American television. You're sort of away from your family and friends. You have to cross the border every time you go on a road trip, on and on and on. As for now, um, could this, have any impact on free agents wanting to come here? I don't know. It certainly had that effect with the Blue Jays back in the late '80s and into the '90s. It, they were suddenly able to attract. Plus, it's a great. Agents. Plus, it's a great city to live in. It's a great city to live in. And remember, back in those glory days of the Jays around the World Series years, they were sold out every game. Mm. The fans were terrific. The team was terrific. Everything being equal, and all these guys, free agents, are going to get paid. It's not like you're coming to Toronto and you're working for a quarter of the money. You're going to get paid. If you can play on a good team in front of crazy fans and get paid your money and have a great city to live in, surely there's got to be some guys in the NBA who go, I can live with that for four or five years. Scott Radley's been with us, host of the Scott Radley Show. You can hear him every weeknight right here on CHML and in your Hamilton Spectator, where he is a sport columnist. Scott, thanks so much for the time. Uh, My goodness, we're all out of time, so I I don't have any more TV themes for you to sing. (laughs) Maybe you can do one tonight on your show. Who's on your show tonight? Do you want to give it a plug? Uh, it is Friday night. It is the brightest conversation in Hamilton Radio. And all, one of the things we're going to be talking about, Scott, if you go into a wedding and you whip it out repeatedly, and I say it, you know what it is, can you then, when you go to court, because you're charged, claim that that's a disability that obligated you to do that? That's A guy tried that. That's a disability, and so I should be able to whip it out Everywhere, where, where does the disability line get drawn? Is the question, or one of the questions? We're Perhaps he couldn't tonight. get an erection. Yeah, the, um, I, we'll See, I took it, it one step farther than you did. I just you, just to prove to myself I could. And once again, and, and once again, here you are talking about body parts on your show. You always ask the hard questions. Scott Radley, make sure you're <laughs> listening tonight and read them in your spec. Thanks, Scott. Have a good one. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.